0: Ready for takeoff.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, aka De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Denier will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Tanvir Bangu. Tanvir is the CEO of TB Momentum, a leadership training and consulting firm that works with multinational businesses and Fortune 500s to help them transform and adapt to an ever-changing world. By reverse engineering the lessons he learned as a former championship footballer to accelerate his corporate career, in his newly released book, The Pro Mindset, he shares the leadership blueprint for achieving success and making big plays in the business world. As usual, I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get started. Tanvir, thanks for being at the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Great, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tanvir, ask every single one of my guests to tell me what they were doing before they started a business, and why did they become an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, so I was actually um, working corporate. So I uh, -- a little backstory about me, went to school in, uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, McMaster, played football there. After my football career ended, I did my MBA and then went on the corporate journey. So I was leading mostly business or technology uh, projects and departments uh, throughout the past you know eight to nine years and then I decided to um, to leave just after the pandemic um, for a few reasons one moved to the U.S. Uh, with my wife and two to I had a passion project of mine which was to write a book so um, that's what I was doing is working corporate and then I decided to leave and uh, ever since then it's been uh, mostly author and uh, and speaking and consulting.
1: That's awesome. And so tell us more about how you structured your, your business right now. Are are you working remotely as of right now?
0: It's it's exactly right. Um, Even uh, I've had that kind of, I would say the um, the opportunity to see it in in both different lenses, one at the corporate level and two my own business, um, which was the corporate side was all in person. And then um, it became remote and over overnight uh, but then my own business as well, it started as a remote environment and has been. And so um, it's been pretty good. You know, the, the difference is before the pandemic, I'm sure you know this, we never thought we could actually survive in a remote environment. But here we are, I think, we're making it work pretty well as a, as a collective society.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I want to talk about your book, The Pro uh, Business Mindset. Can you tell us why you wrote this book? Where did you get all this great information? And uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for asking. Um, So The Pro Business Mindset is basically my my methodology that I saw myself apply as an executive, um, whether it was at a large company or, or a Fortune 5 or a startup. Uh, is a methodology to how do you lead and make things happen during times of disruption. Mm-hmm. And the thing that people love about it so far, at least from what I've heard, uh, is the analogies to sports. So as I said earlier, I played football in college. And, uh, and you know, when people tell me, hey, what was behind this, your secret behind this digital transformation you did or this project you launched, it's never about technology, at least in my experience, it's always been about the stuff I learned uh, as a football player. Mm -hmm. So this book pretty much takes the methodology from sports that I saw myself apply and it brings it to life, uh, for leaders who are looking to lead in disruptive, uncertain times that, you know, are, uh, everywhere you look today in business and entrepreneurship, uh, as a leader, whether you're leading a team.
1: That makes sense. And so I do want to talk about leadership and this is a very, very, uh, Great topic for our listeners because as they develop from you know just a one person show running a business like a freelancer or a solopreneur mm-hmm. to building a team, you know it's not only about making more money and hiring people. You have to be able to to motivate and to to get the results that you want. So, can you tell us through the system in your book, if possible, how can someone go from really not knowing anything about leadership? To being yep. a pretty decent
0: leader. Yeah, look, I, I think there's two things that I've always used that have I, I've learned, you know, from great leaders, and then I've applied. Mm-hmm. The first one is to actually care about the people that you work with. Um, a lot of times, you know, we look at business and we start thinking about it as balance sheets or revenues or cash flows or deals or you know, um, trying to get more leads. I think when you start thinking of business that way, you're not gonna scale. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, you will not be effective. Instead, um, thinking about it as, hey, I'm here to help people. I'm here to, you work with great people. And I wanna hire great people that I can actually um, you know, work and build something with mm-hmm. and show, show genuine interest in those people. Um, that's been the first thing that I believe we gotta, as you know, leadership, we have to do well and better. Whether you're a single-person team trying to grow, or you're a leader at a Fortune 5 company, it's caring about your people. Um, the second thing is really about being able to execute on your strategy. Um, a lot of times, I'm sure you know you know this. Um, there's thousands of ads on Instagram when you're scrolling that promise you you know success, uh, deals, and um, you know they promise you you know six-figure side hustles. And none of that stuff is going to matter unless you're able to make a strategy and you can stick with it, which Mm -hmm. means that you have to execute on it consistently. So a lot of times when people are successful, they've been at it for a while. They learn, they iterate. Um, So that would be the second thing is, you know, you got to execute. uh, You got to figure things out. You got to be able to take a few losses and rebound and keep going on the path. So,
1: yeah. That's, that's very good. So care about people and being able to execute on, on uh, what you're basically planning on doing. Because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of these side hustle programs, by the way, I do believe that most of them, if you, if you follow it and you stick to it for at least, you know, like a few months or a year or two, like you'll definitely get results. But unfortunately, the majority of the people that buy these programs they think, oh, I'm going to make money because I bought the program. They don't think, oh, now it's I have just have this knowledge.
0: Like our, knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the, the thing, uh, De Niro, is that our society today rewards um, results. I mean, you know, we're looking at instant gratification, right? Whether, um, you know, so I've lost 80 pounds after football right. in six or seven months. And I did it basically by being consistent. I, I reduced my calories. I consistently went to the gym mm-hmm. and I made sure I was you know, tracking my sleep and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you're trying to lose weight, for example, and you're trying to follow this diet that you just saw in a magazine, you try it for two weeks, you only lose like a pound. You're like, this is not working for me. You switch to a different diet. That is not going to help you because you're not being consistent. So exactly the same way, like whether it's working out, whether it's trying to get a promotion, whether it's trying to scale a team, whether you're trying to build a side hustle, it's about staying consistent and seeing it through. So it's about instead of instant gratification, it's putting in the work uh, of sometimes for years, knowing that, hey, one day this will pay off? So yeah. it doesn't matter what it is in life. I think the instant gratification is something that really hurts us um, as leaders.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so I want to uh, dive a bit deeper in the book. Um, there's three parts of the, uh, your your system, the playoffs, regular season, and the off season. Yeah. Uh, do you mind explaining it as uh, what they are and uh, and what they represent?
0: Absolutely. Um, so uh, it's an analogy from from sports. So I think anybody listening mm-hmm. to this episode, uh, if you you know know sports or play sports, a uh, sports team or sports season generally has three different uh, seasons. So it has an off season. When there are no games, it's just the teams are working out, you know, acquiring players. Then the regular season is when you actually play your games, and then the playoffs or the postseason is the few teams that actually win in the regular season enough games, they now are going to compete for the championship. And what I found interesting was that when I looked at my career as a leader, as an individual, uh, or when I was managing, let's say, a large, you know, project. Or digital no mm-hmm. transformation, I broke down my, my team and my years, or not, you know, you can't really have years in a business, but my days even in mm-hmm. these three categories, right? So, as a leader, it's about in the off season, what do you need to do today to build your foundations yes. that are gonna help you six months down the line? Is it hiring the right people? Is it recruiting the right people? Is it getting your team to look, you know, buy into your vision? All that kind of stuff. Regular season, in business is execution. So uh, there's a chapter that I call get your game face on, right. It's, it's getting the right mindset. get got to get hungry. Uh, it's about celebrating the small wins and the failures. And eventually in business is the postseason, where, you know, uh, you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to make mistakes, but how do you rebound? How do you show your team? And I'll give you an example when the pandemic happened, um, you know, a lot of teams were uncertain. How do you, how do you show the team the promise lens that, Hey, I know this sucks as a, you know, I yeah. know this isn't bad uh, or this isn't the best we've been through, but hey, listen, once we're through this, we're going to be fine. So how do you show your team that let's push through the final, um, you know, minutes or hours or months of this project? Uh, so that, those are the three seasons in business. Um, they don't really, the one thing I'll say is they don't have to be parallel. They don't have to be off season first, then regular season then the playoffs. In business, sometimes they can all be simultaneous. Uh, because as a leader, I might want to do some prep work every night. I might want to read a book every night so I can get better. But hmm. the next day, I have to go and execute on a project, which is regular season. So it's a way to just break things down and uh, yeah. take it a chunk at a time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, it's very eye-opening for a lot of people because I always, like in my coaching calls, that I, I always get, yeah. like, some of my clients, they I have two types of clients. The ones that just ask questions and never do anything. And the ones that do a bunch of stuff and they never actually take the time to see if what they're doing is even working or not. You just do, 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 you do. You need both. So, yeah. And I always say you need that balance, you know, like sometimes you need to take the foot off the gas, not of course, of course, for like your personal life and all that great stuff. But yeah. even business, like if you don't stop and think, I had um, Mira Al on my podcast about a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. And he was really talking about this. And he's like, if you want to beat your competitors, you got to sit down and think because most people mm-hmm. don't like to, to stop, think, reflect, replan, regroup and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um, I and, and I think, I think we're the, the, culture we're in, we're kind of taught that, Hey, you know, if you're not, if you're not looking like you're working hard, that means you're not working yes. hard, which is so far from the reality and the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, great teams look at sports. They actually prioritize rest more than practice. Mm-hmm. Um, great leaders in business that I've seen, I've worked with who have managed me teams that I have managed. When we take a step back, we prioritize you know, time to think, time to reflect, time to just have some downtime, you actually end up moving faster than if you're always going as as you can. So absolutely.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's great. And so um, I wanted to actually now talk about your speaking uh, career, because a lot of our listeners also would like to or already are doing some speaking. So can you tell us more about your career and how it you know, you were able to, to get into the, uh, the speaking side of your business?
0: Yeah, I think the, the, my first and foremost, my goal was um, to write a book and, and consult. Um, so my consulting practice is actually for businesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, larger businesses, uh, digital transformations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, along with it, as I wrote the book, I started to see, receive um, opportunities to speak. So, um, you know, it was whether it's a panel, uh, whether I'm a keynote speaker, uh, I get a lot of requests to uh, guest lecture at universities, which always helps build your brand as well. Nice. Um, so it's, it's been organic for me. And uh, I think if you are looking to get into speaking, you know, ask yourself, number one, what kind of speaking do you want to do? There's different types, you know, sometimes you're speaking for corporations, sometimes you're a keynote speaker at a conference, or maybe you just want to be on panels so that you can get the word out about your business um, and have a plan and, and follow it through. So yeah, I've been fortunate for me. It's been something that has been growing. And uh, and I've seen a lot of it as, a, uh, for me, it's being basically getting to being an author and, uh, and try to you know spread the message to all the great audiences of the world.
1: Absolutely. Makes total sense. Tavir, I'm going to ask you a question that I like to ask a lot, um, people yes. that have a lot of experience such as yourself. Looking back, I know most times you don't want to have regrets, but if there were like a couple of things that you would go back in time and say, don't make those types of mistakes in business um, while you were possibly writing your book or when you were growing your business, what would they be?
0: Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a risk taker. So I, for me, I love taking risks and when something doesn't go well, I'm actually okay with it because Hey, I I decided to take that risk. But there are a few times that Mm -hmm. I would say, I wish I took a risk um, faster because I would have learned it that much sooner. Uh, So for example, if you're contemplating doing something or, you know, trying a new business or, or just trying something, you know, do it sooner, do it faster. You'll learn from it. Uh, A lot of times we plan, 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 but action is what is going to get us um, the results, whether good or bad, right. You're going to learn from action. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I used to be a little hesitant about earlier when I was younger, that I've hopefully, I think now I'm a little bit more, uh, open to just you know taking some action and 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 being okay with risk the um, the other thing I would say is uh, not being afraid to spend some extra money as an entrepreneur. so a lot of times you know we and I learned this uh, I will say last year for a few instances when when we have your own business and, and let's say the cash flow is tight, we try to minimize. How much we're spending? We try to minimize um, the help we're getting because we're trying to save the cash. But what I've realized is, the moment you start to delegate, and the moment you start to invest in your business, your business will find ways to replenish the cash flow. So instead of trying to doing it all yourself, um, one thing that I learned is, if you actually do get the support team around you and and are okay to invest the dollars, you're going to be okay because it will uh, generate more cash flow for you. So don't be afraid of asking for help. And don't do everything yourself. Try to try to get the help around you.
1: That's very true. They're very t- great, like amazing two points, um, which basically it kind of like the second one also is kind of like don't risk money, right? Because like that's the mentality of like having to save, save, save when, yeah. when you're at that stage. But uh, what I think is very important is that if when you find something, like it, it's very cool that you said, I wish I've ta- I would have taken some risks sooner because there are some risks that you probably know that you're going to take sooner or later. So when you're ready, you, already <laughs> you are might as still, well like, do it. To, like, what yeah. are you going to wait? Like, just go for it. Yeah, 100%. Go I, for I, it. I,
0: Especially I for if anybody, anybody listening who's in their 20s right now, like when I was, I'm early 30s now, but in my 20s, I was like, oh no, you know, I've got this great job. Uh, I don't want to take a risk. But hey, that's when you want to take your risks. The 20s is when, you want to try different things. So if you guys are in your 20s right now listening, go for it, right? The you going to the worst that'll happen is you'll learn and you'll actually end up somewhere probably better because you've made some new connections, you've learned something about you, and you met some great people.
1: And and also you're you're so right because in your 20s, I remember I quit my uh, I quit my um job as well. um, yeah. And I remember that day that I had that feeling of, oh my gosh, have no money. Like, I mean, I have no money. I had some money <laughs> saved up, but I had, but then all of a sudden it was like, I have 24 hours a day to figure out how to replace my salary. I'm in Toronto. I have no problem with yeah. like finding a way to make money. And as a matter of fact, just went out there, closed a few deals within a couple of months. I was ready making a lot more than I was Making it my full time job,
0: yeah. Amazing. It's a mindset, right, and the perspective that we need to have. So, absolutely, and, we would be with you there.
1: And and here's the thing: you don't know how you're going to act once you actually take that risk. I remember when I had no job; all of a sudden, I had that energy and 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 momentum to pick yeah. up the phone and call. Before, I was like, oh, I don't want a cold call. Now I'm like, yeah. okay, I have to. So that mentality really changes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And and I'll give you another example, De Niro. You know, maybe and, and what I what I used to think about back in the day was that everything is black and white, but I've realized that you know there is a bit of a gray area. What I mean by that is when I left my first job when I was 25, I left a fortune five company to start a business. Mm-hmm. I I started a business and you know, I got it up and running. And in five or six months, I was like, you know what? I'm not enjoying it anymore. I want to go back to corporate, which is totally fine. But if I never had left my first job, I would not have started on the path that I was on in the past eight years. So for me, it wasn't a failure. That taking that risk and and identifying, hey, how do I now replace my salary in in the new world, in the new job? uh, For me, was totally fine. So for anybody who was like, you know, I'm trying to, I want to quit the job, but I don't know if it's going to work out. Um, it doesn't have to be either, either or. You can try things out, but it doesn't, you can always go back. Yes. So, you know, don't put that much pressure on yourself
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah, i I wanted to know if there's anything exciting that you want to share with your audience, with our audience that you're working on right now.
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, the biggest thing right now is I'm on this uh, this podcast tour, uh, doing a few, you know, two or three podcasts a week on my book. So Uh, The Pro Business Mindset has been out uh, a few months now and um, really uh, working on getting, um, uh, you know, the the message out there to to leaders, whether you're entrepreneurs, whether it's uh, your one person shop or even leaders in corporate corporate companies, uh, how do you lead in disruptive time? So that's the one big thing right now. Uh, The other thing is, you know, I'm always, um, what I really enjoy the most is building great teams. And solving complex problems, so I'm trying to figure out what the next thing is for me. So uh, let's see, let's see where it goes.
1: A hundred percent. And you know what, Tavir? I'm looking forward to having you back in the, on the podcast in the future. But for now, for those people who want to look you up and connect with you, where can they yes. find you online?
0: Yeah, the best place to connect with me, everyone, is on LinkedIn. So you can add me on LinkedIn, send me a message. I'll be sure to get back to you. Uh, and if you're looking to learn more about uh, my my, my about me or the book, you can visit my website as well, which is uh, TanbirBengu.com.
1: Awesome, Tanbir. Thank you so much for being in the Remote CEO Show. Like I said, I'm looking forward to having you back and enjoy the rest of the day for now.
0: Awesome, Jero. Thanks for having me.
1: And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, B, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B, And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.